now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? Let's get right to it today. We are here with a very special guest from 3,000 miles away in Los Angeles, California, the one and only Mr. Brandon Liberati. How are okay. you? Good. How are you? Well, under the circumstances, I'm good. I actually took a shower and did my hair today. <laughs> I, I got ready just for you. So. Well, unfortunately, I have not done the same for you. <laughs> I put on something that I knew. I mean, I, you know, it's weird. You put I. <laughs> I put on clothes, matching pants, and a matching top. I took See? a shower. Have you been showering every day? I actually have been showering, but I just have I have not gotten ready for – I've been now in lockdown for six, 16 or 17 days. Wow. So, yeah, I, I – I think I'm right there with you. Like Los Angeles, California did it right before New York. Yeah, we did it five days before New York, but then I was working in San Francisco the week before that, and I got done on Saturday. They went uh, – Monday was their last day, a week before New York. So I I have been in the house since Saturday almost – yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> and aren't you happy to get a call from me and be like, do you want to talk? People I, are so happy these days. I'm fortunate. I'm I'm quarantined with my husband, and I actually like him. So, so you know, we're 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 not trying to do everything. We're we're really just taking this slowly, and you know, a day at a time. So, you know. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, I've talked to people like yourself. Like, listen, I think this is when you look at the person you're with. Now, I'm single, so that's a whole different <laughs> quarantining experience. But I think you look at the person you're with and you're like, I am with like one of my best friends or like I fucking hate you. Totally, totally. And I have to say, though, I wouldn't be mad at being single and being alone. I, I have a very easy time being by myself. It's never an issue. Yeah, so. I get it. I love being alone. I am going fucking crazy. But yeah. I do 
I do. I'm like a very alone person myself. So like I can entertain myself, which like I'm very social. Like I usually go out every night. Yeah. So people don't think I'm doing okay, but I'm like, no, my threshold for being alone is pretty high. I I call myself a paid extrovert because of my work. I you know I'm always around people. I'm always everywhere. I'm flying everywhere. But I I like having as much downtime as I do you know being out there. So this has actually been a a, a nice break for me. I have not done hair. I've not done tutorials. I've not done any of that. So. Yeah. I, I get it. Like the same thing. Like I travel for work for this podcast, and I'm always around people. And I'm like, no, I secretly like being alone. Actually, right. <laughs> we'll see. It's not fair though because you can still listen. We're all. What I've been saying is like, so I got my hair cut as short as possible. The last day we were allowed to. So like, what are people's faces gonna look like? No Botox. Oh. I, I predict hats will come back in because everyone's going to be wearing a hat. Everybody that colors their hair gets highlights. Um, Craig's lucky because we're actually going to give him a haircut after this. So he's getting his haircut, and we're going to bleach it. So he's he's getting taken care of. And I'm actually going to have to cut my own hair. So that's... I was, I was going to ask you, so, like, you can actually cut your own hair? I, I actually can. Yeah, I don't recommend it for clients. And that that's a, a big question that people are asking me. They're like, do you think you could do a tutorial to show people what to do at home? And it's like, I, my opinion, you shouldn't be doing anything at home. You shouldn't be leaving your house. So, you know, if you have to leave your house, put on a hat. But, you know, other than that, I, I just feel like people shouldn't be attempting to cut their own hair at all. So, Like, you don't recommend cut it, just look like shit, and then get it fixed the first day out. Yeah, when you're out. I mean, because honestly, we're not we're not going anywhere, you know. And and I think if you're, you know, yeah, and wear a hat. So yeah. that, that's my recommendation. Unless you're going to buzz it off, then go ahead and do that. But I think what you're going to do is you're going to create more work for us hairstylists trying to uh, fix all the damage that's been done. So, you know, even clients, I, I've seen a lot of, of hairstylists doing bang tutorials and you know a few of them will be like this is just like you're not doing a haircut here you're just barely you know if you're getting a little bit out of your eyes but even that i think people should just leave everything alone wear a headband yeah, yeah. yeah and i think there's something like i don't know i think there's something about like the before and after like i'm gonna look like shit for two months and then you know give me a week and i'm gonna pull my shit back together but I've also, I've also been eating my way through this. I don't know about you, but I am eating like it's my last meal. I'm eating a lot, but, you know, I'm eating better. It's the most I've ever eaten at home and the most food I've ever cooked. Uh, me and Craig, my husband, he's we're cooking every day. I mean, I made tortillas, so, like, I've never done that. So it, it's on the flip side of that. I'm not my, – my, my, uh, the food that I'm eating is much better, much healthier. So – yeah, I'm gonna get there. My goal is like within a week, I'm gonna start doing healthy again. But I, I'm not there yet. Well, well, and see, and Craig is a fitness expert, as you know. So, I'm also, he's keeping me in in shape and eating healthy, and so we're doing a lot of at home stuff. And he's, um, twice a week, he's been doing this. He he has a class here called Stretch a Reason to Wine, and it's wine tasting paired with stretching. He wrote a, a book on stretching, and so. Um, we've been doing that twice a week, and you know we've had like three thousand people join, and so we've been we've been 
you know, incorporating some fun things too. So keeping keeping ourselves busy, fit, and I'm still drinking wine, so I'm happy. Now, how does this work? He's like, let's stretch and be healthy, and then let's reach for the glass of wine. No, you actually, the way it's set up in a regular class, it's become like a cult favorite here in, in West Hollywood. We of get a course. lot of celebrities come, and uh, and what he does is he he starts out with like six pairings, so from white wines to bold. And you do a tasting, you talk about the, the wine, and then he pairs, you go back to your mats, he pairs stretches, like light stretches with the light wine, and then Merlot starts to get a little bit lower, and then full body is full body stretches. And you're you're drinking while you're doing it. It's, it's a blast. Now, listen, this sounds great, but you know how, like, when they say, like, people tell me I'm a typical New Yorker, like, that to me is so L.A. It's... Totally LA. <laughs> oh my God. But you know, another good thing about it, um, with a lot of the people in LA, I think that, you know, to leave your fa to leave your kids with your husband, if you've been working all, all week, uh, people need an excuse to do that. They can't be like, I'm going out to the bar. But if you're like, you know, we have a lot of people that, that will go to the classes because they are going to a fitness type class and, yeah. and they feel better and it gives them a chance to be social. So yeah. That's true. So, all right, so tell me about, I always like to start at the beginning, like, tell me about, like, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Let's start there. Okay, I am from Salt Lake City, Utah. My whole family's still there. I'm the only person that, that moved out of the state. Uh, I grew up Mormon, and my, me and, my, there's three kids. My sister below me is also gay. She's married, and her and her wife have a son. And then my baby sister and her kids. But um, yeah, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. It was very, very difficult <laughs> to say the least. And your, and your parents are still there. My parents are still there. Um, they are not together. But yeah, I'm, I'm the only person that left a very supportive mother and stepfather. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it was, it was not, this is the thing. I think growing up there, and not being part, not ever fitting in and actually being um, extremely bullied growing up. It, it interestingly enough, it fueled my creativity. I, and that's why I think I am able to be alone <laughs> a lot. It's, um, I spent a lot of time with myself, a lot of music, a lot of art, and um, MTV got me through it. And I think that that's where my, my love for hair and and fashion and music and all of that came. And it's it's really cool to, you know, when I, when I get moments in my career now to stop and I'm around the people that I idolized as this gay kid in Utah. So, um, yeah. I get it. I mean, I was bullied too. And I feel like, you know, I mean, I grew up in Connecticut. It's maybe a little different, but not really. Yeah. It was It was not 2020. Yeah. It was a different time. I'm dating myself now too. Yeah. It was not the time to come out when you were like 12. Well, look at my hair color. You, <laughs> we can kind of guess how old I am. I still so, have my my dark hair. But what was I gonna say? Um, but I agree. Like I truly feel that in a weird way, being bullied has helped me as an adult. I I really I feel that way. I I always you see two different. Path, well, several different paths, but you know, I think it either really makes you strive for 
success. And I think, you know, the first part of me doing that was to prove everybody to everybody, um, family included, that I, I was somebody and I did have worth. And then at some, somewhere down the road, it, it switches and, and, um, those people aren't, aren't my driving force anymore. And I really don't, I, you know, I don't concern myself with what they think. So, so it's a, it, it was definitely a motivator for me. Same, totally. Now, growing up, like, who were you, like, really idolizing, like, at the time? Like, to your point, like, who, like for me, it was, like, you know, I mean, musically, like, Madonna. Uh, Culture Club, Boy George. I, I mean, I liked, you know, all of the 80s, Eurythmics, Annie Lennox, you know, um, into Paula Abdul, which I then got to do her hair for her residency in Vegas, and... Um, you know, so all of these these icons in in the '80s, and I was I was you know I was a teenager, and so it's yeah the, the typical '80s gay boy idols. Me yeah. too. It was like Madonna, Prince, Cindy Lauper. I was just gonna say Cindy Lauper, oh. Culture Club, The Go Go's, Belinda, yeah, yep. Debbie Harry, Blondie. It was all that. <laughs> yes. So yep. it was like okay, well, I mean. It's obvious I'm gay because I'm obsessed with Boy George and Madonna. Exactly. I mean, my so, parents, like, it's obviously you're gay because, you know, that's all my whole room was was filled with. And, you know, I, I wasn't ever popular. And I think I think people growing up in, in where I was from that were struggling with their sexuality, if they were popular, they – you know, they had a lot more to lose, and I, I think there was a lot more internal struggle. With me, I I had nothing to lose. There was, I, I never really was in the closet in the sense of, you know, I always just was who I was and um, liked the things I like. Uh, people, parents also approved of it, but that it didn't matter. I didn't have anything to lose. You know, it's not like I had this... Uh, social structure that was built up the teachers were they were all uh not a lot of them like me either because they they were also very religious and so you know i just i i really got to i think there was some freedom in that yeah that's true and like did you always know you wanted to do hair when you were young or that's all i've ever done yeah really my my hair story is kind of interesting because i i am the oldest the only boy, two little sisters. My dad left us when we were young, and um, my mother was very particular about the way we looked, and so she taught me to do my sister's hair for school because uh, she worked, and um, I was really good at it, and I liked it. So, yeah, that that's where it all started. <laughs> and then you just were like, okay, I'm going to go to hair school one day? Um, then I started hanging around, you know, then it was the eighties. I started cutting all my friend's hair, the friends that I did have. <laughs> so when I first started, when I started getting into a social scene, it was in my late teens and that's when, you know, new wave and all this. So I started meeting people at school and, and, um, going to these underage dance clubs. And, um, I started giving people mohawks and doing all of that. So it went from there and then. Um, that's where I met the drag queens. <laughs> and so then I started doing all the drag queens' hair, their wigs. And I used to travel uh, all over with some of my my friends that were 
in um, you know this these pageants and do their wigs. So, wow. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. And then what? You just one day were like, when did you decide to move to LA? Um, I actually moved to San Francisco first. Um, I got my hair license when I was 20 in Utah, moved to California. There was no reciprocity, so I had to go back through school. And um, I lived in San Francisco for almost 15 years, and I still work there one week out of the month. I yeah. saw my clients up there in Silicon Valley. And um, yeah, so I... I moved to San Francisco. I decided then I wanted to come down here and pursue doing more uh, editorial work, uh, you know, red carpets. Uh, and so I, I lived there and then I got a place here and I was doing back and forth and that's where I met Craig. And Craig was actually working on another Bravo show. He was working on Thinnervention with Jackie Warner. So he co-hosted with uh, that show with her and that, that pulled me into this interesting Bravo world. <laughs> that so that's I, how you got into the Bravo world, because you met Craig, and he was working with Jackie. Jackie on her second show, and uh, Gina Keough, because she was also on that from the Real Housewives of Orange County. And so I, yeah. Gina was on that show? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, she was on that show. So I... Um, yeah, I've, I've done G Gina's hair. I started doing Jackie's hair and um, these, you know, the, the beginnings of Bravo when it was like blow out and work out. And so, yeah. Those were some, those were classics. Those were classics. Yeah. And what was like, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So was, was Gina and Jackie your first of Bravo? First Bravo. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. So they were, they were the first Bravo. And then, then Craig and I, um, you know, I started doing other people in LA like Jada De Laurentiis from the Food Network. Um, it, it started, you know, doing more people like that. Uh, and I think then Craig and I got, we got our own, we got our show. And newlyweds. There, yeah, newlyweds. And from there it was like, you know, doing doing different events for Bravo with other Bravo celebrities, and you know, being on Watch What Happens Live, and um, then meeting all you know a lot of the shows filmed here. So we had Real Housewives of Orange County, Beverly Hills, Shaw's of Sunset, Vanderpump Rules. So and and all of those uh, started started airing around the same time, you know, uh, consecutively. So uh, and then you know I went in. I work in New York as well, and so then it started Jersey and New York, and so yeah. we're gonna get into Jersey. <laughs> trust me, there's some Jersey nuggets. <laughs> there's uh, two. There's there's two big things that we need to say for a little bit yes. later. Yes. So so that I parlay into the Bravo world. That makes sense. So when so how did you get newlyweds? Like there was one season. Like I spoke to like some of the people from the first season. You were on the second season, right? We were on the third. Okay. So we were the last season. Um, we so the first season we 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 still talked to Tina. I if you remember cars. I, I spoke to Tina three days ago. Yeah. So we still speak to her. <laughs> so and we. She's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, 
was here in when she was here in California, Craig and I would go over and you know, at her, we were at her house. I love them both, and then of course she's she's moved, but we still keep in contact with her. She is, I believe, she's the only one that we really still talk to. And then season two, we we knew most of them. Um, to be honest, like in even our season, I'm. I'm not a big fan of most of the people that have been on our show, so it's, you know, I, yeah. Other than you and Craig, to be honest, I mean, I know it's like, oh, of course you remember the gay guys, but yeah. I don't even remember anyone. Like, Tina, I literally sat down with her like this the other day. Well, we I, have, I don't remember. Tina, because of Tina, is the reason why season two and season three happened. They greenlit those, they greenlit both seasons uh, at the same time after Tina. And you know, then they had Where Are They Now with Tina. So she she's just makes good TV. So I love her. We're like, we're like new friends. Like that's the great thing about what I do. I'm like, I actually like the people I speak to, you know? Not all of them, but most of them. Yeah, I'm very selective with who I speak to. So do you guys do you guys have any like reservations of doing it or um well Craig you know, Craig was the way they, they couldn't find apparently our the the gay couple was filled by somebody else that backed out so they then i i'm not sure how it happened but it was through craig and you know we there hadn't been very many crossovers at that point gina keo did uh intervention but at that point there wasn't many people that had went from one bravo show to the next so we our names were put in the mix. They. Before we continue this conversation, I have to tell you guys about the best contact-free meal delivery service called Every Plate. I've been spending so much time at home, just like I'm sure the rest of you have, and I really got to the point where I didn't know what to do for meals. Every Plate has been such a lifesaver. The thing is, everything comes in one box. The recipes are so easy. You'll never have to buy any extra ingredients. You literally just open the box. Everything is there. It's already pre-measured and the recipes are really easy. It's almost like every plate does the planning, the shopping, and the preparing for you. So you just open the box, you make a meal. And the thing is the meals are so delicious and there's such a variety. So you never kind of get sick of eating the same thing. I have to tell you, though, one of the best things about Every Plate is the price. I was very skeptical because some of these meal delivery services can get really expensive, but the price of a meal is the same as a cup of coffee. Like, think about that for a minute. And I mean, it certainly is cheaper than the takeout and delivery that I was ordering every single day. So I have to tell you, with the time that I've saved, I've been recording more behind the Velvet Rope shows for you all. And the money, I actually, I have to admit, I look at my bank account and I see more money there now. I really am saving money. So listen, you guys can get three weeks of Every Plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code VELVET3. That's three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99. I mean, that is so cheap. Per meal by going to everyplate.com. That's everyplate.com. And you enter the code 
code VELVET3, and it's a three as in the number three. I'm telling you guys, this will save you so much time. The meals are so easy to prepare, and you are going to have more money in your bank account. This really, and after you try it, DM me and let me know what you guys think. A lifesaver. Selected us, and it was very last minute. So the reservation was Craig and I were getting married. We didn't plan on getting married in like two months. You know, right. at first when they when they contacted us, it was like, well, you know, can you, what do you think about moving the wedding up? And it was like, oh, well, we could do that. But then it was like, could you move it up in 30 days? And it was like, yeah, that's not, that's not going to happen. So the only re reservation there was how quickly they wanted to do it. So... <laughs> You have that to was love. A theme. Yeah, it was a huge theme. Craig's, Craig's from Canada. So, you know, we, his friends and his family were flying in from Canada. And, you know, it just was, it was a big, big thing to orchestrate. Yeah. Listen, well, the, thing, the things we do for TV, the things we do for TV. But you, you made it work. We made it work. And, you know, for us, unlike a, a lot of the people that, that were on our show at our season, I, I, you know, speaking of our season in particular, we were, we were authentic. I don't feel like any of the other ones were, were as, well, I, I don't think they were. I, I think Craig and I had at that point, uh, gay marriage was not federally legal. Um, California, we were able to get, uh, you know, legally married in California. And so what we had a, I think we had a point of view to get across to Bravo viewers, and that was, up until then, there had not been a legal married marriage on the show. So we were, I because I don't believe even the lesbians on season two. I don't, I don't know if they were. It was a legal marriage. I know season one they weren't. It was a partnership. Yeah. So we we really wanted to um, show people that we were just like any other straight couple just a little more fabulous and <laughs> what we do you know a little obviously. more glitter obviously. not more though in season one so she yeah we so we used all the 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 people that we use the brands the the places they were all uh that they were all for for equality so yeah. that's good and then when you were filming the show, was it just what you expected? I mean, I guess Craig had already done Fintervention. Like, were you like, did you feel like the producers like had an angle or was it like just what you expected? I hated our producer. We both did. I, I mean, I think that here's the thing. Being authentic and having a shitty producer is, is it, it really does affect um, everything. I, I think it affects even the outcome of the show. I, you know, I don't see how that woman works and hopefully she's not anymore, but, you know, being around these other, these other Bravo shows and seeing what producers that she was brought in, she's not, she does not work for Bravo. So, you know, it's, it's like, she's not um, someone I know. No, no, she, she works on no Bravo shows. Thank God. I, I'm sure, you know, there's reasons for that, but, uh, you know, after working with, with clients and friends that are on other Bravo shows and seeing seeing what a good producer is. And, uh, you know, I think that that was the biggest challenge for us is she was not a good producer. Why? And like, did she, did you feel pressure? Like, to, did she want you to like give more drama, like fabricate uh, things? I'll give you, I'll give you an example. So, you know, 
in in our season, my sister was she was looking to get pregnant. Craig was was donating to her and her wife. Um, well, after you know his infertility and so many times of not um, it not working, she was like, "Well, why don't you just try, Brandon?" She had meetings about this, so it it was it wasn't just one time that she brought this up, and it it, it was so that was the kind of, of thing we were facing with this woman. She, she and the thing is, she was a lesbian, so who had had her her child the same way. So it was it was very interesting to you know not interesting. It was not it just was not good. It was she wasn't yeah. she wasn't thinking, and I think that the storyline for her you know, was getting caught up in that. And there was times where we had to let her know we were docu-series, we, which was totally different. We were like, you know what, actually, th these are like real people's, these are our real lives, you know? Yeah. When you go, we're still here doing this, so. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a strange thing to suggest of why this is yeah. why. Yeah, that's just one of one of the many. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah, but I, I'm, I am grateful. I am so grateful for the experience of that show. I met amazing people and all of like my best friends now are because I was on that show. So, you know, it's good. It, yeah. And so when did your, did your hair career take off? Like before that was already full in effect or it's kind of during that time or after that it, it was going, <laughs> you know, I, I have a large clientele in Palo Alto, Silicon Valley. I do a lot of the the Silicon Valley and tech elites there, like the Fidels who invented, you know, the iPod and and Nest. Um, I I've worked with everyone around Steve Jobs, including you know his children, wife, secretary. Um, I still stay and see Steve Young from the. San Francisco 49ers. So when I go up there, um, I, yeah, so I was in this, in this bubble up in Silicon Valley and, and that, that's always, that's always been there through all of this. So, uh, the, the celebrity and the, the, uh, Bravo, it, it was building during all of this. And, you know, up until honestly, until this last year, like this year from January to quarantine, um, has been the busiest and for me the most uh, I'm most proud of where my career is, has went. So how so? Um, getting to work on Lady Gaga's music video, being three days with them out in the desert. Um, also then being called back to work with House Labs, her makeup company, um, being the lead hairstylist at Christian Cohen's show, uh, his International Women's Day show. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Which Delilah Bell, I was in. She walked in that. And Lisa Renna and Harry, they were both there. So, yeah. That's major. How is Lady Gaga? Um, she's, she's, she's amazing to watch. I mean, she is, she is in it. This, it's her passion. Um, she, I, it was, it was the experience of a lifetime. And I got to work alongside of, I mean, Frederick Spiris is, is her hairstylist and wig, you know, guru. And so for him to have me on, on his, his hair team was, was just incredible. I'll hold the bobby pin, I'll do whatever, you know, and, and then working alongside of like, um, you know, Katy Perry's makeup artist, Michael Anthony, um, Rob Sheppy, Madonna's makeup artist. So we were all in this, you know, teeny tent together out in the desert. And it was, it was really cool. And she's, she surrounds herself with, with talented, extremely talented people. And so, yeah. That's amazing. Now, how was Lisa Rinna and Harry and Delilah Bell? So I, I personally did Delilah's hair for that. And, you know, she was wearing a turban and she was, uh, Mojo, uh, Mojo, Jojo Mojo. <laughs> That's the character from the Power Um, she, she was fabulous. Delilah, I love her. In fact, I'm, I'll be working. I was supposed to do a photo shoot with her two days before quarantine. So, um, and Lisa, I obviously I was backstage. I, I didn't interact with them there, but I've interacted with Lisa Rinna on many occasions from. Uh, we're both friends with Chaz Dean, who, you know, from QVC and also at BravoCon. So, and the, the Watch What Happens Live. So backstage in the green room there. So Oh, we're going to talk about BravoCon. Don't you worry. Uh, I've, like, met Chaz Dean many a time. So nice. Love Chaz yeah. Dean. Sweetheart. He, he's, like, opening a salon here. Oh, he is? Yeah, on Greenwich. I don't know. It was supposed to. I saw him during New York Fashion Week, and he was like, oh, it's going to be open in two weeks. But I don't know. Like, I'm not venturing out of my area right now. I, something tells me it didn't open because of this whole thing. Yeah, I love him. He's so nice. Yeah, love. Um, so who was, forget about Bravo for a minute. Who was, okay. like, the first celebrity, like, when you were like, oh, my God, this is something? You know, like, even if they weren't huge, where you were just like, this isn't like, wow, this person's huge for me. That that I did their hair or that I <laughs> that I got to be around because of, you know, where, you know, circumstantial because of what I do. I guess both. That sense? Yeah, both. Um, well, the first person, because I am Italian and Food Network, you know, so when I first got to do Jada... Um, that was for my family and, you know, it, that was a huge deal. So that was one of those, those times where I felt like my family saw me as a success and I felt, uh, I, I felt pride because of that. But the first time that I was like, I, I'm arriving was when I was around, I, 
and this was the first time I was around her, was Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. I saw I, a picture. <laughs> when do you when did you first get to be around her? Um she was doing I she was doing a play, um the uh, oh with with Blythe, with uh Gwyneth Paltrow's mother. Um Pensa the Commons of Pensacola. I think is or Pensacola, yeah, the Commons of Pensacola that um so they they were doing a play and and I went to see her and then went backstage and and we you know sat around and had cake with her because it was the the producer's birthday or the director's birthday sorry interesting and that's when you were just like wow that's when I was like uh, okay this yeah this is for real so now looking at your Instagram and on your website you know who I would you know who I said wow about was the one and only Ms. Lady of London, Carolyn Sansbury. I see her all the time. Talk <laughs> so to I me. Saw, talk to me. I love her. Love. I, I, I've spoken to her. Yeah. So she, every time she comes to LA, um, I her assistant calls me every time she's coming to LA. So I, I see her every time she's here. Um, she's fabulous. She's fabulous. She's sweet. She's, um, I'm happy how, you know, this, this new chapter in her life with her, her husband and they're just how maturely they both are handling it. And they, they really are, it's not a show. They really are, um, so amicable and, and, you know, focused on the kids just being happy and, and them. So yeah, I, I really adore her. Are you shocked that she's going through a divorce? Um, you know, I don't know her personal life, so I, I wouldn't be able to, you know, obviously he doesn't travel with her when she comes out here, so I I wouldn't even, yeah, I wouldn't even have an opinion on that because I've never been around them, so, yeah. She needs to, you know what people say, which I agree, she needs to move to L.A. and be a Beverly Hills housewife. It's oh, perfect. Yeah. It would be, I think so, yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah. I was supposed to get together with her on something in April if it's that's canceled now too. But like she to me is like, you know what it is? She makes it look so easy. Like she's gorgeous, she's rich, like she just makes the style, her Instagram is so perfectly curated. It just looks easy. And how she it, it, I actually think it is easy for her because honestly, she the way she carries herself she is the only person that I know that can like walk in the closet, take a set, snap a selfie, and she's not snapping like eight hundred of them, and then you know shifting everything around. She's she is really just she's very fabulous. I love her. And then like you would think like okay, well she's probably a bitch, but she's not. She's no. like the most. It's like no. unbelievable. No, she's just yeah. one of my. She's one of my obsessions. I actually met her in West Hollywood uh, when I was out one night. So that's sort of how that happened. Well, that's the other thing. Like, I've never been out, like, drinking with her, but I, she seems like she's fun as fuck. Yeah, she's, she's good. I love her. All right, so that's, that was one of the things at your, on your website that I was like, all right, so let's, there's two things I'm saving for a minute. So let's. There's one thing we're saving to the very end. We're saving like the big fish 
and I probably already. <laughs> I I think you know. I have it, an idea. It ties together so many things. But let's skip ahead to the gift that was BravoCon because I was at Watch What Happens, BravoCon. I was almost back. I was my. I have a really good friend, Sonica. I think she does styling. She was backstage with Dolores. I was going to be Dolores oh, as plus okay. time. Yeah, yeah. So I sat with Dolores before she was going out on stage because Shaw's had already went out. I went. I was. Mercedes plus one while Tommy and the baby were in the hotel. So yeah, I took I took photos of me and Dolores sitting there. I, I love. So now, so you, so that's how you came to BravoCon. Like you were technically you were with MJ. Yes. Okay, so talk, let's let's back it up. Okay. You know, listen, I I am I I'm in, I will admit when I'm jealous. I am MJ is everything. Gay icon. I love her. So, She's. She's my ride or die. Like, I I truly love her. Even, and she knows this, everyone knows this, um, you know, that's around her or I, Tommy, everybody, even Vita. I, she, I will be her friend. I don't care if there's a show, no show. She is such a good human being, you know. Where, so how did this friendship start? Take me back. So it actually started, um, Craig and I were on a pod, uh, we did a, a radio show for C C CBS um, radio, and there was a, a girl who used to have a Bravo show, um, she hosted it, and Tabasum, oh. uh, Tabasum Mir, called Glamir, she was on the Singles Project, okay. I think she's like a lot of Bravo people. And she had, she was doing a body confidence and a beauty, this whole thing with Bravo people. And Mercedes, she, we were guests at the same time. So it was Craig and I and Mercedes. And we just sat and talked about, you know, her struggles with, with being the, the voluptuous girl on Bravo and, you know, what that was like and, you know, the, the trolls and, and then Craig and I talking about beauty and fitness and, you know, what that means. And so after it was done, we were like, well, we'll walk you out to your car, you know. And so we were walking out, her out to her car. When she paid, she was like, get a pen, take my number, which Mercedes never does, you know. So because she, yeah, she doesn't let a lot of people in that in that world, yeah. in her bubble. Um, so it started from there. And then Craig... Craig got to hang out with her one night at an OK Magazine party with with the cast. And I well, actually, I think Craig met her first at that party. So she already had an idea of who we were. And then then the radio show happened and and it actually just went from there. And it's we speak to her, you know, five times a day. So that's yeah. amazing. And so you were, so you came to BravoCon with her, and how was that, like, backstage, at Watch What Happens? I mean, I've heard lots of things. Like, my friend Sonica was back there, and Dolores, too. It was very interesting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was an interesting, you could definitely tell that I don't think that they really wanted anyone to bring a plus one. Um, you know, as soon as it, it was, and you know, again, it was their first one. So it, it was, uh, you know, and wrangling that many of those, 
those people in that room. And it was it was interesting because a lot of them don't like each other from their shows. Like they are real, there are tiffs happening and, you know, people trying to avoid other people. And so it, it was a, it was very interesting as, you know. Who were you like the most, I mean, I don't even know if starstruck is the right word because we're around these people all the time, but like, who were you like, oh my God. The only person that I took a photo, that I asked for a photo that I didn't know um, was Denise Richards. <laughs> so, really? Okay. Because again, I think that I just, you know, gr growing up with her, just seeing her on TV, like it was, totally. it, it, it felt more, yeah, more fangirly. I get me. it. Yeah. See, that's what, that's what Lisa Rinna is to me because I lived for Melrose Place. It was everything I, to me. Yeah, I loved her on that. Yeah. So like, if people are like, who's your favorite housewife? I'm like, well, I know half of them in the real world, so it's like it's a yeah. hard thing to say. But Rinna to me is like Taylor McBride from Melrose Place, so it's a different yeah. category. <laughs> totally. So that's how Denise was for me. You know, it was. It, it, I felt like I was meeting somebody that's just been in my world, like on my TV for uh, you know for so long. So yeah. So you got one picture. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> this is why Dolores. At brought Sonica, but Dolores said to Sonica, "You can do whatever you want. Ask everyone. I don't care." Dolores is good like that. Yeah. She knows if she, Sonica was like, "I was too afraid to ask it." If I was back there, I would have had to withhold myself. Yeah. So it was it, it was fun. It was interesting. And like the thing about Mer being with Mercedes too, Mercedes is one of the few Bravo celebrities that she watches all the shows. She knows everyone's story. She knows what's going on. And she, she genuinely, like, it, it, a lot of people like her uh, that are on the, the shows. They, you know, and I think that's due to, she's, she's authentic. Like, you know, she's yeah. a really good star. So it was, it was nice to be with somebody that she worked the room naturally. Like, everybody came up to her. So it, I'm standing there with her and it's like, you know, just peripherally, I got to meet everybody because they all came up to her and, and said hi. So That's like amazing. And we've seen you on Shots of Sunset. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I, I think this last episode was the first time that, that we kind of got a little snapshot, but. See, I'm yeah. behind like three or four weeks this season. I'm gonna, I mean, we're quarantining, I'm catching up. <laughs> but I'm behind. But it's such, it's a, you know what? It's such a great, well, I mean, as a viewer, it's such a great show because it's fucking real. I mean, talk about real. Oh, yeah. Now, what do you say about all this? I mean, obviously, you're Team MJ because that's your girl. Well, and, you know, what's interesting is I met Reza being in, you know, being in West Hollywood and working out at Gold's Gym or going to, you know, I knew who Reza was. Um, and, and this is what I, I say to everybody. There is no one on that cast except for Mercedes, MJ, that I naturally and truly would be, a, be friends with. You know, she is somebody, she grew up in West Hollywood. She, her, she's she has always been around the gays. I mean, like, Reza's proof of that. I mean, you know, he came out to her parents. She's, 
she is um, she is everything that I would ever want in in a in a friend, you know. And so it's it's genuine. There's no anybody else on that cast is just I would never. First of all, I would never be in their same social circle, or you know, and, and like Reza, I had crossed paths with him, but. There, there's not any, we're not the same kind of people at all. So it's just not naturally, there would never be a friendship there. That, fair enough. And what, listen, I've met MJ, you know, when she comes to New York to do press, I mean, we've never, she would be like, who the fuck is that? Other than her commenting on my shit sometimes on Instagram. But listen, I have gotten uh, on like, you know, like you could just tell when it's a girl who loves the gays. Oh, I yeah. always get that like, what do you think of what's going on now, like with her and Reza? Um, I think it's uh, I think it's tragic for any friendship that's that's been around that long to have such uh, this kind of demise. Um, it's but what that and this is just you know, you know what I see that as is you know, 30 years, we have, none of us have been around them for 30 years, you know, is this, this could be 30 years of, of shit that they haven't worked out, you know, that things have been swept. I don't, I don't, um, I don't like that their friendship ended that way or this way. Uh, but I'm, I was there through all of the things I do her hair. I do her hair several times a week. I, I'm also her friend, um, you know. So it's like I was at her house daily. I was, so I know all of these people that are involved from Ali Reza. I know what she was doing, what was she was going through in the hospital, and um, I, I'm on her side. I'm completely on her side. I'm not, I mean, it's not even a question. And I can't wait for reunion to see, like, what comes out. And yeah. you'll be there doing her hair. I'm, yeah, I'll be there doing her hair. <clears throat> Would it be weird if you and Reza ran into each other? Like, he knows your BFFs. Yeah, no, Reza's already randomly blocked me on social media, which is not, I, I mean, I guess it's par for the course. But um, I don't. I don't care about those people. I really don't. So for me, it's like I've had to do hair on people that I thought sucked. So, you know, that have, that have horrible personalities. And, you know, I'm a, if I'm there to work, I'm it's I'm just professional. I won't. But I'm also not somebody that I'm, I'm not going to run up and I really don't care. I, I, I don't I don't I don't concern myself with what Reza, Vanessa, um, any of them. I, I really, I truly do enjoy Nima. I think Nima's a, a very nice person. Um, I like Mike and I like Shervin, but again, I, I think that they're great. They're just not people I would ever call up and hang out with, so. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, okay, if we have time, we'll come back and ask a few more questions, yeah. but I did, I actually wrote to Mercedes today asking her to sit down and be on this podcast. Listen, a lot of people, mm -hmm. now that we're quarantined, are willing to talk to me. Yeah. Like, even like six months ago, I'd be like, MJ has no time for me, but like, you'd be surprised now. So, well, I told, I told her just a couple hours ago that I was doing 
your podcast. So. Please put in a good word for me. Like, as, and I'm yeah. nothing. This is not why I wanted to talk to you. No, 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 no. I... <laughs> but it just happens that today I was going down my checklist and I'm like, oh, I was supposed to do this three days ago. And I literally wrote to her like two hours ago. So tell her you had fun. I will, and I'll tell her to check her email. <laughs> so. Seriously, I emailed and I DM'd. Um, so now let's now. What do you think is the thing I've saved for last? Um, Danielle Teresa. <laughs> so, oh. now, listen, you know, we'll talk about MJ. This is why I understand you because, like, one of my best friends in that has nothing to do with TV is Kim D. Kim and I. So listen, like, I'm. I have this job. I'm around Teresa all the time. I'm around other people. Like, Kim, I don't give a fuck if she's ever on TV again. Like, we speak yeah. 800 times a day, and we're truly friends. Yeah. And, like, there is an iron curtain. Like, she knows I then go do things with Teresa. But, like, Kim is, like, an actual friend. So I totally get it. It's, like, this isn't work-related. Like, Kim is, like, blood. Yeah. But, yes. We'll talk. But specifically, let's start with – now, I know her, too. Yes. I have a lot to say myself, but talk to me about Miss Stop. This is what I want to talk about. So meeting her was very interesting because we actually rode an elevator to get her up to a party for Fashion Week, um, New York Fashion Week, three years ago. And she had seen me with Mercedes, so it just started a conversation. I, at that point, she had just filmed coming back on as Teresa's friend. So, you know, we all knew her season one and season two, but then it was, you know, so I I knew who she was, um, but it had been so long. I hadn't, you know, and I knew that she was coming on the show. She, she needed her hair done the next day for um, some magazine and, and some party. Uh, I didn't, I, I I mean, I enjoy Danielle's company, and she is super sweet and never treated me, like, with disrespect, you know. It it started, the difference between being around Mercedes and the whole issue with Reza is I, you know, I'm, I'm her friend till the end, whatever, but... There, it started getting weird with um, a lot of those girls. I felt like can't separate the show from from what what is what's happening. Like I do hair, so if I yeah. if I'm doing hair, you know, and this is the difference with Mercedes. I am Mercedes' friend, like right ride or die friend. So it's like, but if I'm doing hair uh, with somebody on a show that you don't like. That has no bearing about me. I'm getting a paycheck. You know, I'm I'm out trying to make the coin. So, um, Danielle, I really hope that Danielle can find happiness and find find her niche. You know, it's it seems like it's been a really hard journey for her to do that. And um, you know, I I. Yeah, it's, it, you know, and it, it makes me sad because I do want to see her succeed and I don't want to see anybody in in that uh, in that position. But I also 
think that sometimes we're we we are our own worst enemies. Yeah. And that's and I think that sometimes that's what happens. And you know, I've tried to to be there for Danielle through a lot of things, and y- you know, you you can only do so much for somebody and or let them know how you feel or be an ear and it's a certain point it's it's like well if if it never changes and you know what what they're doing or advice isn't taken you you know i think then it's time for you're like okay well she's i i wish the best for her i really do because she has been lovely to me absolutely lovely did you, know. you, when you met her, so did you know any of the Jersey girls before Danielle, or she was kind of the first? Like, how'd you fall in with Teresa? Um, so I I did not know anybody from Jersey. I I have had my New York run-ins, but not Jersey. Um, and then Teresa, I met Teresa with Danielle um, when Teresa was out here, and I did both of their hair for the Greta commercial, the the uh, trailer, the commercial they did for the trailer of Greta with Chloe, Chloe Moretz. And so I got to hang around with Teresa a lot that week. And I, I adore her. I think that she's funny. Um, she's my mom's favorite housewife. Really? So, of all time? Uh, I, I think she, well, not of all time. She, my mom also loves Lisa Vanderpump. So yeah, so she's, you know, she's, um, she loves Teresa, and so, or at that time, you know, I don't, I don't know who she's watching now, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed Teresa. When you, so when you met Danielle, and just we're gonna get to some other things. Like, were <laughs> you guys ever friends, or was it just hair? I mean, like, I know you guys have hung out a bunch. Oh no, no, definitely, we were friends. Yeah, yeah definitely friends. I've stayed at Danielle's house. Um, I've met Marty. I know her kids. I love Jill and Christine, or Jillian and Christine. Um, her dogs. Dan, you know, Danielle is definitely friends. I think what starts happening is, you know, when it comes to my work, that if I can't talk to, or be around other people, if if somebody's making a short list for me. It that's where it starts getting into. It, there's gonna there's an issue, you know. I welcome to my fucking life. Yeah. I, I mean, I I agree with you, and I'm not saying this with Danielle, but I have this issue. Like that's the thing. Like I'm best friends with Kim D, and she's like, I understand you're gonna go spend the weekend with Teresa and Melissa because that's my job per se. Yeah. You and know, that's... and she's great like that. But I have been in the middle of where it's like. You are not to talk to this person, and that's where I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You know, we're, again, it's different with Mercedes, because if she's like, don't, you know, I, I, there's nobody around her I would talk to anyway. Right. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, my, my work doesn't, I don't have to involve myself with anybody from the cast of right. Shaw's. So, and if she's like a real friend, she probably yeah. would be like, I hate that person, but go make a coin. Yeah. I know you're yeah. not talking about me. Where I feel like, you know, Danielle, loyalty is very important to her. And and she feels like, I think sometimes that, you know, it 
I can't like work and especially with them. I'm I'm I like I like all those girls. I like I genuinely I would hang out with Teresa. Um, I would I love Dolores. I think Jennifer Aiden's funny. I think that she's she's well, necessary. Well, talk about blocked. She's blocked yeah. me on social media, so we're both blocked. But, I'm blocked by a couple people. She's one of them. Yeah, she's so, blocked. You know, it, it's like I think, but they're all people that I would actually. If they called up and needed their hair done in LA, I would I would say yes. You know, totally. so I you know I actually would hang out with them, and I think that that's that's the big difference. And Danielle would not like that. Like it, it would, you know, it, it could potentially turn into something where I think, and I think more out of her feeling again, loyalty and distrust with people around. So I, um, and you know, I, I've said it to her, you know, this is, this is my work. This is what I do. Um, but you know, I think it's, it's just easier to step back from that and 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 you know and when you said that how did that go over um fine i, I mean because i wasn't it wasn't an option you, you know what i mean i was it's not like i was giving an option it was like this is this is how i operate i'm i'm not you know i'm not somebody that can be told who i can talk to who i can't who that doesn't work for me you know right and she just listened and didn't have any reaction. Well, we don't have as much interaction anymore. Yeah. You know, which which is fine. I think that if you put up a boundary with something and and the person and this is what I'll give to Danielle, she she doesn't challenge that with me. You know, it's not it, it's never challenged. So she's not like trying to consistently force herself or if I like something or she sees me interacting with somebody else that she's going to reach out to me, you know, and so. And were you hanging out with her when she apparently came to LA, wasn't invited to Andy's baby shower, got her, herself invited? I, I did her, I was doing her hair at that moment. Like she was in the chair. We, yeah, it was that, that, that I have to say, the media and everybody blew that out of proportion. I was fixing her hair not to go to the shower at all. And that's the thing. I, I read a ton of shit online where people were like, she was already getting ready to go. No, I was getting her ready. Me and her were going to go do a bunch of things and take actual, take actual photos around L.A. And um, she, she got the call. Because she had, I, I don't, I think she may have text Andy. No, she doesn't have Andy's number. She she had gotten the call from her PR person, and they were just like, uh, because somebody else had said she wasn't invited, that Danielle hadn't shown up. It was somebody like from the press, and her PR called her and said, and you know, Andy has asked you to come. She had nothing. She didn't bring anything to wear. So literally that blue, that was my tie, <laughs> like my tie that I had around my neck. We put it around her neck because it was the only thing blue that we had because he was having a baby. She put on a white jumpsuit that we ironed in the hotel room after she was already dressed in her jeans. And I drove her. 
I'm the one that dropped her off at the front. Like it, and that that's one of those situations with Danielle that I I felt really bad because there there are times with her where I think people ate you know just chewed her up, spit her out, and and it it wasn't it it wasn't what was going on at all. So you so know, it's I, not. She wasn't. She didn't fly to L.A. Not invited. She was here with Teresa because we had filmed the day before that that uh, Greta commercial, and that's the thing. Nobody knows all that stuff because that wasn't coming out for a month. So you you know you're sitting in this you know this the social media world limbo where people are like with Mercedes and Reza. You know all of these this crap swirling around people trying to make come up with assumptions about why Tommy went over there and you know to Reza's house it's it's the same thing that all these stories get built up and and you know that's the part where I thankfully I don't have that kind of responsibility you know because it's a lot a lot for those people those you know and I know people go well you signed up for it signing up for something and sharing your life is very different than being abused you know and I think that that it a lot of those people get abusive and Danielle gets gets a lot of it and I'm not saying that you know I condone every every bit of her behavior but there's a lot of it that is not warranted yeah yeah I mean yeah my <laughs> own my, no my own experiences with her I need to choose my own words carefully have been nothing but pleasant and I feel like you do. There's something in me that like roots for her, and I hope that. Yeah. I mean, I also happen to be very good friends with Margaret Joseph, so like we'll just say that. You know, that was that was a situation that. And like I, Margaret's like my family, but that's. I never. Margaret is good friends with Mercedes and Reza, and I had not not met Margaret. Because again, I was put in a in a box as this for Danielle. Excuse me, and um, she was like, I I actually did Margaret for the first time uh, backstage at Watch What Happens Live at BravoCon, and you know she was lovely. She was lovely, but again, it's like I like when I get to show that. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not on the show. I'm not part of the show, right. you know? And I think here's the other thing. I think a lot of these glam people and it, they start to feel like they're trying to be part of the storyline, yeah. you know, or, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I'm not that, that hairstylist. And there's a lot of them that I see in that, especially in that Bravo world that, that are. You it's know. such a turnoff, right? It's yeah. such a turnoff. That's not that's not our job. That's their job. You know, our job is to like make them look good, feel good, and sometimes they become your friends. You know, that's such a good attitude. Yeah, but well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was the media. Yeah, it was like Danielle flew out there, wasn't invited, was waiting in a hotel room, stalking Andy. That's the story. Yeah, and and that's the thing. She flew out here. She was staying at the London with Teresa because they were both put up there by um, 
Universal Studios or whoever yeah. did the the picture, the Greta, and they were here. They were filmed out or flew out a day or two before, and then we filmed that in Hollywood. And the next day, um, and, and I think that filmed on a Friday. They had the weekend at the hotel, and Andy's Andy's baby shower was sudden. When did that happen? I'm I can't remember my timeline, but whatever it was, Danielle was up out here like completely independently from that even happening. That makes sense. Like there was, there was no tie. So, is there like somebody that you haven't worked on that you would just die to do their hair? Um. Oh my gosh, somebody. Oh, you know, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of. Um, I love Charlize Theron. Um, I know her hairstylist. He's he's amazing. There's um, Phoebe Phoebe Waller. Is is that her? That's who you. She's that's who you would. Yeah. That's I you would love. Have. I love people like that. I'm. You know. Yeah. So. Who have you done from New York? Like, who's your favorite to work on with New York? In New York. Um, I actually haven't because my New York story is uh, Countess Luann wanted me to do her hair, but, but didn't want didn't want me to charge her, so, so that didn't never panned out. So, well, so. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that story there, and and you know, I'm not. I'm at a point in my career where it's like. Doing a housewife's hair for free is not my gig. That's right. Yeah, that's like it's like New York fashion week. So I want hair for free. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Like, right. Like you're past that. Yeah. You know. And you know, I know Bethany um, from being out in New York. I and, saw pictures of you and Bethany yeah. on your. Yeah, and. Um, Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. I can't stand Ramona. I've had my, I think to me, she's <laughs> the one that I can do without and all of everyone on Bravo. She, can anybody I, stand Ramona? Honestly, I, it's my honest question. Yeah. And I had, I mean, and mine is actually from my a personal experience with her. So she's, you know, uh, Sonia, I, I, I've met Sonia through the twins. There's the Von Boozier twins who works with her a lot. And oh, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, she's lovely. Um, so, yeah. What did Ramona – listen, Ramona's done a lot of things to me. I call her the singer stinger, but what has she done to you? Well, Bravo had sent Craig and I, when our show was out, to uh, a meet-and-greet-ish with her. And, you know, she she just was – she was a horrible human being to me, you know? Yeah. I, I felt, I mean, 
She just was not she's not a nice person. <laughs> so I mean, I hope people like Ramona learn from this coronavirus that like we are all equal. Yeah. We're all susceptible. We're all gonna die. Like the Cremona virus. I call her the singer singer, and I have a very checkered past with her myself. Yeah. So you're not alone. Yeah. So and you know that's telling. You know it's like that if you're you know she's the common denominator if she's running around and you know uh, also when I was watching BravoCon I was like I mean look at how many people she has that have issues with her you know totally like on her own network. Yeah. Where do you, where, so where do you see yourself like in five years? I know that's such a stereotypical question, but you but love hair. I, I'll be living in Palm Springs like a proper gay. <laughs> so that's it's, we're we're buying a house out there and and we're moving there. Um, I'll be the you know the husband of a Palm Springs mayor. Craig wants to be mayor. Really? So, uh, I'm gonna have to have Craig on this show too. Oh yeah, he's. <laughs> If you guys came live to New York, I would have done it together. But like Skype, I've done it with two people. It's so hard to hear. Well, and it's it's hard even just doing this back and forth, you know. Okay. But he'll have to come on. We'll like talk about it after. Yeah, definitely. He it, he's fun. He's really fun. So we like Palm um, Springs. Yeah. So Palm Springs, and you know, I I really within five years, I want my name to be a staple in the hair industry. So where people are like, you know, it's not like, and, and not for ego. I'm not right. not like, oh, because I'm any type of fame, but I want my work to be known. You know, like, oh, you know, I, I can, when somebody looks at something, they're like, that looks like Brandon did it, you know. That's amazing. Is there anything else you would like to listen? I I could talk to you. You're gonna have to come back on. I could talk to you for like 17 hours. My producers are gonna be like, wrap it the fuck up. Yeah, so let's see. Um, we haven't covered Vanderpump Rules. Craig Craig has a very very strong connection with them. So that'll be fun for you to talk Vanderpump with him. Uh, he's just uh, like gone to like he's on the short list now. Yeah, he he trains Ariana and Tom, and you know we're. We're friends with James and Sheena and and yeah. Okay. So we're gonna so, have to talk after that. Yeah. Um but no, I think I think we pretty much covered the Bravo world, <laughs> right? That's good. And like trust me, like well when you come to New York or I come out there, we'll all have to do drinks. Yeah, definitely, please. And I'm you know, like I said, I go out there all the time. I was actually supposed to be out there, but that probably won't happen for a minute, so. Same here, I go out there. Now, this is what we have to do before you go, okay? This is what the world has come to. A, I need to take a picture of you like this. So okay. that you look fine, so that when this episode comes out, we have something to like, you know, you look just fine with your amazing backdrop there. And now, this is what we also have to do. This is okay. how, this is how pathetic the world, now we have to do a selfie. Oh, I love it. This is how, like, pathetic the existence <laughs> of my... I, I love Do this. Do you see this? Hold this on. This is like actual selfie. This is a new look thing. Look at this. Well, it's not okay. ideal. Look at how awful I look right here. Let's see. Move it up. Move it up just a little like bit. Like this? The phone. Yeah. 
Here you go. I can see your phone. That's nice, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hopefully you had a good time. You'll put a good word I in for me. Did. And yeah, next time we're out there, because I, uh, I'm i sure Mercedes will be back on Watch What Happens Live before the end of the show. So that was also, I mean, we can grab grab drinks when I'm out there. You know what? I saw you because I was at Watch What Happens the night Danielle and Lindsay were there. Okay, yeah, 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 so... So then I waited outside afterwards because I was like, I need to say hi to Danielle because I know her, and I, I mean, sorry, I need a picture with Lindsay Lohan. That's just how the yeah. world works. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I, I, I mean, come on now. That's just... <laughs> right? She's releasing a new single, <laughs> so apparently. I, I will buy it. Paris Hilton? Paris Hilton I was... CD? It's brilliant. So right, so, so we're like, good. we're like... So we'll, I, I like live in Chelsea. So we'll like do drinks when you're out here. I love it. I love it. I love it. it. Keep in touch. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll DM you because like we'll really get Craig on here for real. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell Mercedes. I. Tell her, please, please. <laughs> All right. This, be well and stay safe. Okay. You too. Thank you so much. All yeah. right. See you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.